Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's MasterChef news time. That's very news, Zach. Go on, please. Uh, uh, time for the MasterChef news. MasterChef is the hottest show in all of Australia. Channel 10 has re- rocketed up to the top of the ratings and people are finally seeing uh, the reward for their decision to move away from the 18 to 35 demographic. Do you reckon Channel 7 and Channel 9 are really panicking? Because, I think they are. Because MasterChef has absolutely shot Channel 10 to number one. I'm sure, like, The Nanny is getting a lot more. The Neighbours would be getting so much more traction now. Oh, Simpsons, which is on Channel 10. Yeah, yeah all I of those. The, the thing for me, right, is I don't think, uh, I don't think there's a, a – I never thought that there would be a situation where 7 and 9 would have to worry. You know, 7 and 9, they're good. They are good for the next Solid. 100 years. Yep. Um. I mean, unless we all suddenly buy hundreds of DVDs for ourselves. <laughs> um, but now that 10's coming along, I think 10's really presenting Do you know what's threat. really interesting, though, even in 2009, which is the year that we're in? Mm-hmm. Um, Channel 10 has yet to be able to master the morning show. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Channel 7 and Channel 9, they got it. They've got it down pat. Whoever organises their morning shows... Mm. Have it sorted. Channel 10 are fucked. Like, hypothetically, let's say it's like 10, 11 years later. Mm. They still won't have gotten their shit together with a morning show. You don't reckon? I've always thought that if 10 just sort of went for a bit more of a panel-y type thing, got some, like, personalities in there, like a like a Jessica Rowe or a Denise Drysdale, and You'd spiced it up with, like, have you seen that guy on <laughs> ABC, that Joe Hildebrand fella? Yeah, yeah, he's great. Like spice it up. He is great. Like a um, but they already tried that. Remember, I remember Beauty and the Beast with Stan Zamanik. Of course, I remember Beauty and the Beast. That was the sad day when that got axed four years yeah. ago. Yeah, and and they had that. What was her name? Janine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They mm-hmm. had all the good ones. Ita Butros. Yeah, I'm sure she'll make a comeback on morning TV. Anyway, um, it's just nice to have a, a cruel racist man. And then his nicer, friendlier, racist female people, and they all yeah, just. Yeah, I had don't a know chance. why they axed it in 2009. It seems really fitting. I legitimately remember, I don't remember much from. Uh, I'll, I'll make this point and then we'll introduce our guest. I don't remember much <laughs> from uh, Beauty and the Beast, but the, my one memory, and this is not a word of a lie, I legitimately remember um, they were having a conversation and that Jean Jan lady. With the makeup, genie, genie, genie. yeah. I legit- oh, darling, darling. Yeah. I legitimately remember her talking about Asian people on the tram and not knowing what they're saying, and her being like, "They should speak English on the tram because I don't know what they're saying," and that being that- something that was considered okay to say on national television in two thousand. Even in two thousand, even in two thousand and nine. I know that that's not Mish- okay. Mish Richrup thinks that's. Fucked. I remember like, watching it at like twelve and being like, "Nah, that's they can speak Asian on the tram. That's fine. They, they, they can, they, they're allowed to do that." 
That's fucked. Anyway, Zach, I reckon introduce our guest. Okay, so you know him from um, uh, going to high school in Phillip Island because it's 2009 and he doesn't have any other projects yet, but I'm sure we'll find a way for him to plug them by the end of the podcast. It's <laughs> Sam Peterson. Oh my goodness. I'm doing BCE right now. <laughs> Um, it's going, I just finished that. I've just, fi- I'm finishing up. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, thank you so much. It's gone really well. Mm. Uh, just a Phillip Island boy with big dreams of one day moving to the city. And I'm really, I'm pumped up. Do What's Phillip Island like in 2009? Yeah. Okay. Do you know where Hemsworth? So the Hemsworths, yeah, I know. of course, from Home and Away. Legitimately. So, yeah, of course. So Leone is, uh, my, my English teacher. Wow. Uh, who's, who's, um, the, the mother of Liam and Chris and Luke, of course. Don't forget Luke. Please don't forget I never, Luke. I'll never forget Luke. He will go on and do stuff, I'm sure. Mm. Um, but, you know, Liam is on Neighbours. Chris is on Home and Away. That's so uh, la- last week, Chris came and showed us his Logie Award. Wow. And wow. We, re- we really think Liam's going to be the more successful one. Yeah. We've re- we really hope that he's going he's, he's gonna, to he's gonna bring it. I think he's going to bring it. Yeah. And... I am helping my grandfather with the Sentinel Times at the moment. Um, the local, the local newspaper run out of the Currumburra office. Um, That's I'm massive. Helping him. I'm yeah. It's pretty. I don't want to brag, but it's pretty big. And I am helping him with that. How was VCE, man? What 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 subjects did you do? I, what I, am I, I doing? Zach and I. Well, Zach, are you still? No, you're still in VCE as well, aren't you, man? No, 2009. I am first year university. First year. Okay, first I'm. Year um, university. I'm. I finished a few years ago, so I'd love to know with the changes that have happened in VCE in the last three years. It's it's going pretty well. I mean, we're doing. Uh, I'm doing drama, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. Um, drama's going pretty well at the moment. Uh, Samantha Healy, as you guys probably heard of her, she's an amazing drama teacher. Mm-hmm. But I think last week she got us to. To, to build a tent, to yeah. assemble a tent, and we did it blindfolded and it was all about partnerships, forming partnerships, and we did it in our theatre blacks. Oh, and wow. That is going to help me in the long run. Yeah. I believe in 10 years from now I'm going to be setting up a tent with a blindfold on. Well, yeah, well, that's big. Here's yeah, the thing huge, huge. about setting up a tent in a, with a blindfold in your theatre blacks. It's not so much about the setting up the tent. It's when you sit in a circle on the floor and talk about setting up the tent and make those realisations that actually it's a metaphor for things. Well, Zach, can I actually be honest? Mm. You've hit the nail on the fucking head Mm. right there, Mm. my friend. You should think about going to acting school, Zach. That was really good. Thank you. That was actually Mm. beyond. Like I'm I'm shaking right now. I don't know if you guys can see me over Zoom, but I'm shaking right now because... (laughs) In my in my exam examination, as uh, I don't know, I, I learned that just the other day. It's huge, but I I think I'm going to bring a blindfold into my examination, That's and I think I'm just going to assemble a tent in my year twelve drama examination. Yeah. I'm just going to assemble a tent and just say. The rest is up to you. I think that that's I think that's different, and I think that'll get you really far. And I think what's really cool about about the whole tent situation mm. is that I think that it's probably really changed you. You know and, what well, I mean? Yeah. Like I yeah. think you and went I, from a boy to a man. A boy to a man in just a split second. Mm. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think I'm going to waste in 2010. I don't think I'm going to waste a psychology degree. I don't think I'm going <laughs> to, I don't think I'm going to scrap that away because of stand up comedy. I think I'm going to continue with my psychology degree. Mm. Yeah. And I, in 10 years time, I'm going to be, a very successful mm. 
uh, a very successful psychologist with my head on my shoulder. And you have to understand, Sammy, as well, that the the stand-up scene is already kind of like, it's kind of taken at this point. Oh, look at Greg Fleet. Exactly. (laughs) He's going to be huge in 10 years. Look at Greg Greg Fleet. Greg Fleet. All of us. Who else? Who else? Who else? Who still going to be huge in 10 years. Um, There are so many people that are going to be so big in 10 years that... You were just going to go, oh, yeah, of course, Wendy Harmer's still big. Yeah. Of course, like all these people that you know and love right now are still going to be huge. But Um, you know what? They'll also be be the up-and-comers, and and this is the thing. There's always new, exciting people. And and the way we'll know, the way we'll know is we'll turn on Channel 10 and we'll see the Comedy Festival Gala on Channel 10, and and that is how we discover new, exciting talent. Mm. That is Zach, the I hate to tell festival. you that that is the comedy festival. The whole I have comedy seen festival. the comedy festival. I went to the comedy festival on Channel Ten, yeah, and I loved it. My mum and I went to the whole comedy festival. We saw so many yeah. comedians, and they only do short bits, mm. but they're funny fucking bits. Yeah. And I'm not here to educate you guys. Mm. Watch the comedy festival. Go to the whole on thing. Channel Ten. I night. can't believe you went to the whole comedy festival on Channel the Ten. The whole comedy festival. It was a massive night. Yeah. There were ad breaks. I love ads. Gotta love yeah, ads. Yeah, that's big. Yeah. And What's I can see myself right in the ads. <laughs> At the moment. Oh, the uh, yogo ads? I really oh, like the yogo oh, ads. I love the, I Barry, love the f- listen to me, Barry. Oh, I'll get back to you, Barry. <laughs> yogo <laughs> ads. Did you read the um did you read the Herald Sun article about the yogo ad? No. <laughs> oh, it was great. And there was also <laughs> Oh, so fun. My favorite one is the free for free. Oh, oh god. Good. Love free yeah. for free. I oh. think free for free and Philadelphia ads at the moment are very funny. Yeah, I don't know if you guys love the, the angel, the angel one, and mm. the yep. devil. Oh, yep. and, um, yeah. What's the one the where she's reading one? the um, that where she's where she doesn't end up in the yellow pages, so she gets in trouble from Jan or oh, not happy Jan. Oh, not happy seen that? Well, that Jan. One's funny. That one was <laughs> a few years ago, but it's still massive. Oh, it's, it's still oh, God. Right. It that's a classic. Be. I mean, that's, the, that's what I think. That's what free for free is going for. You know, that's the benchmark. That is the absolute benchmark. But yeah, yeah, no, Herald Sun actually chased up the actor from the free for this is not a word of a lie. They did a, a full page interview with the actor from the free for free ad. Where is he now? Who knows? Who knows? Where, where is, what, where what is Adam Zwar now? Is that what his name yeah. is? I wouldn't know who Adam, Adam Zwar is. Yeah, and I think How did he, did a, he did some sort of trop fest film, Adam Zwar. Yes, yes. Uh, he's done a, a television show that I don't think will take off called Wilfred. Is that out um, right now? I thought, no, that would be out. Yeah, that is out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Wilfred. Um, well, it's a good concept. A talking dog. You know, maybe it won't he take can sell off. it elsewhere. No, well, that won't happen. It's a silly Australian <laughs> concept. It will never take off. And, you know, I don't think Adam's why I don't think we'll ever hear that name again. I think the best, I think it's worth noting, though, that we can uh, contemplate whether Adam's why is going to make it. We can question whether or not the up-and-comers from the comedy festival on Channel 10 are going to make it. But what we do know for sure yes. is that considering the path that Amanda Kell has been on, oh she's definitely going to get out of midday bullshit television. Don't you reckon? Absolutely. She's got a big, big international future. She won't be doing the exact same show but a different show in 10 years. Well, you know what I mean? And, she'll, and me, she's me... bound for the gold logie within the next five, I think. Absolutely. Within the next five. What an I Australian treasure. Kevin Kevin Rudd, our Prime Minister, has recently done Love some fantastic. Kevin. Love oh, Kevin. God, he's good, isn't he? He's so and his good. beautiful wife, Therese. And uh, Kevin, 
Kevin recently did a very funny thing on Rove. Yeah, oh. he did this funny. Have you seen that where he went on? I on Rove. Rove. I'm, Rove I'm Kevin. Ha- I'm Kevin. And Rove has that funny thing, and I think he's very funny. Not just what the. He has another funny thing where he says in his questions, "Who would you turn gay for?" Which I don't mm. think is going to age badly. That's not going to age badly. That's a fair question. To. What did Ruddy say and, to that? Well, Ruddy said, "Who would you turn gay for, Ruddy?" Mm. And and. And Kevin hilariously said, my wife to raise. Oh. Oh. Oh, maybe try Will Smith, Kevin. Yeah, come on, Kevin. Who we would you... all know that Therese is not a man. <laughs> we know that. What uh, an original he's got idea, cover though, his ass, though. He does That's have an original idea, is to ask big, big celebrities big who celebrities. they would turn gay for. Mm. It's like, funny. It's funny, though. It's funny, it's, though. It's fine. It won't, it's, it's, it's fine. It's not offensive. It's gonna go well and for I think a to very ask, long time. And to I come. think to ask Kevin Rudd, who um, he's not even really addressing the idea of marriage equality. We haven't even gotten to talking about it yet. To ask not him yet. who he would turn gay for, it's just a bit of fun. It's just fun. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. just fun. It's like, come on, PC police. It's fun. What's right PC now. police? Oh, well, I mean, there's this show called Little Britain that I'm loving. Oh, I love oh, yeah. Little Britain. Um, yeah, and some people are upset about some stuff are on they? that. But I think, I think the content is good. It's satire. I'm, uh, it's mm. satire. Look it up. Do I have to educate oh everyone? God, it's yeah. like, look it up. It's funny. At, at the moment, the Sentinel Times, which I know, I don't need to tell people what the Sentinel Times mm. is in Currumburra. Look it up. It is... You know, my grandfather is pretty much the Murdoch of Phillip Island and South <laughs> Gippsland. Massive. The Murdoch, huge. The Murdoch huge. of South Gippsland. And I like that. South Gippsland. And he is, he is running his paper still. It is going so, so mm. well. And I don't need to tell you guys that the giant earthworm festival in Currumburra <gasps> this year oh. is going to be one of the biggest yet and will continue and be in international news within the next 10 years. I don't need to tell you guys that. I That's had massive. a nightmare. I had a nightmare the other day. Um, that the giant okay? earthworm on the drive to Phillip Island is, uh, it was a night, it was, in a, Bass. it was a vision of the, yeah, of the future where it was just like a, just a rundown long building with colourful uh, graffiti on it. It was this no, vicious Zach. nightmare and then I, I came Zach. back and I was like, no, uh, yeah. the, earth, the sorry, giant I'm earthworm that is that here happened, to stay. Zach, I'm so sorry. It's a landmark that will stand the test of time, Zach. Uh, Paris, Gay Paris, they have the Eiffel Tower, mm-hmm. of course, and mm-hmm. South Gippsland in Australia have the giant earthworm, which I think will still hold up today. Absolutely. One thing that this cr- podcast has been criticised for um, People have said to us, the reason you don't have many listeners is because it's a, mm. a little too niche. And that's oh. why we've invited Sam here today to talk about South Gippsland in 2009. <laughs> and and <laughs> I, will, I will talk about South Gippsland until the, ta- until the cows come home. Until the because cows, C-O-W-E-S. O-E-S. That is a Phillip Island reference, very niche reference. But, you know, people will know. Where the, where the Hemsworths came from mm. yeah, in 10 absolutely. years. They won't think it's Byron Bay in 10 years. No. And They'll know that it's Philip Island. To be honest with you, it really blows my mind that people still call this podcast niche because we're talking about the number one show in the country. Absolutely. Oh I don't God, get it. Of course. Um, yeah. And I don't know about you guys, but this last three eps that we've just watched. My God. Huge. Game changers. Huge. Absolute game changers with imagery yeah. that will never leave me, and that's no. f- that's actually factual. <laughs> I will remember some of the stuff I saw 
in these yep. three episodes I don't want to jump for ahead. at least 11 years. I don't want to jump ahead, but um, oh no, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Let's, okay. let's, let's start. I, I um, always jump ahead. Because when it, when it first flashed up, Mission Zach, I, I wondered if this show, this show that I was watching for the very first time, which I loved and I am thankful that you guys put me on to this mm. wonderful show, I was wondering if it was always set in Hong Kong. No, they left Hong Kong. They left Hong Kong. Yeah. Because I was wondering if this show is always set in Hong Kong. Just to confirm, what? Sammy, the first mm. episode you watched was the Mystery Box episode, right? It was, yes. Great, fantastic. You were when definitely had their, on the right episodes. Their, I just had a small Their previous attack. episodes where they're watching, they, they're yes. on. Thank goodness they're, me. They're in Hong Kong. <laughs> they're in Hong Kong. Because, of course, it's 2009. We just told you to tune in to the tally for the last three days. Yeah. But there was a moment there, as you were talking about Hong Kong, mm. where for some reason we were worried that maybe we'd <laughs> sent you the wrong links. Oh, no, not at all. Not one bit. I've been watching with you guys and loving every right. moment of it. Um, right. Yeah, no, Hong Kong was just a special. Unfortunately, you... Um, I missed uh, out. Yeah, you missed out on that. But you did, I'm telling you right now, you did watch three episodes that, like I said, will disturb me for years to come. So <laughs> that's fun. Um, so let's begin, shall we? Um, yes. The first episode is, as our listeners know... My favourite is the mystery box. I love a bloody mystery box because you don't know what's going to be in there. You don't know what's going to be in there. That's the whole thing, Sammy. No, I didn't get that. So so every week, you know how they revealed the ingredients? They do that every week and then they create something from the ingredients. Now, what was really cool about this mystery box Mm. was that it was the pantry mystery box, whatever. It's like the stuff that every single Australian home Mm. has in their pantry. So in theory, everyday Australians could make some of the shit that these guys were making. And it really was. It really was. I mean, they were, I think Sam was repulsed. He's like, what am I going to do with mints? And so, what That's because Sam do hates good, food. What are you going to do with a good cut of meat, Sam? <laughs> Sam? Sam hates food. I didn't get that impression from Sam. Sam. I got the, I got the impression that he is a man that will spend his honeymoon at MasterChef. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing I knew about Sam. Yeah. That's the only thing. And I love that about him. And that he's more committed to a show than his wife. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty beautiful. Yeah, it's asking him about <laughs> romance. Um, and they, so the, the theme of the later in the episode was romance. And they were asking him, they're like, what would you consider a romantic meal for your partner? It's like you're talking to a guy who left her to compete on a reality show. And you're also talking to a guy who's probably around about 22 years old. Yes. How... Much time has he spent with this woman, really? Like, can I say he looks fantastic? He's a good-looking guy. He's he's pretty hot. In ten years, I am going to be seeing him everywhere. That is one hundred percent confirmed. Well, he's in the top four. Like, he's in the top Mm. four of MasterChef Australia, biggest show on television. Of course. Uh, If people don't don't remember him, I mean, of course. Like, I think it's going to be. I think in years to come, we're going to be talking. If they were to do a, a best of. It's going to be, mm-hmm. I think, out of that series, like out of those Sam. four, it's going to be Sam and Andre. Well, he was the most memorable because he said he says some what could be considered controversial con- controversial stuff in like 10 years' time. Obviously, right now it's fine. But some of the stuff he says is really fucked. Um, anyway, inside the mystery box they had like beef mints and spring onions and other bullshit like that and something that George called tomato passat. Passat. Which, what the fuck is tomato passat? Um, but I'll believe him because it's George said it and we love George. And, and I loved when they when he said Passat. I'd never heard of Passat, but they had a shot of the Passat 
and uh, and on the jar it said tomato passata. Yeah. So they showed a shot oh. and he said passat. <laughs> yeah, we've got tomato passat, spring onions and then beef mince. And then bloody Matt Preston said one of the best things in I've MasterChef history. I've got a recording history. of it if I can. Yeah, I'd it. love you. That's, I was bringing it to you because I know the joy that you felt when you heard Matt Preston oh, say I, this. I'll find it. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. I wished that I had a way to record it and share it on Twitter and Instagram, but... There were fucking cameras on phones in 2009. I could have done that. You could have done that. That's okay. What kind of phones do we have? Um, 2009, my housemate has an iPhone and he is loving it. Oh, really? Oh, he's talking mm. about it a lot. Hmm? Well, on, remember Honor Wolf had one. Mm, mm. She had an iPhone. Yeah, I don't know if you know Honor Wolf. She's just a high school girl from Melbourne. Not yet. Um, <laughs> she's yeah. just I some, wouldn't know about her just yet. She's just some high school girl from Melbourne, but she came on our podcast like a long, long time ago and she had an iPhone. It was pretty fucking crazy. We're getting and then a lot she, of like, high school girls on our podcast. Yeah, we get cool. a lot of high school girls on our podcast. <laughs> well, I'm a high school boy. Yeah, yeah of course. It. Am I your first high school boy? Um, uh, yes, you can you tell are. me, I won't get upset Because we I had Ben Russell are. on Ben Russell is a university student in oh. a, He's a university student in WA isn't In he? WA with and blonde tips Blonde yeah, tips, he, spiky hair Yeah, and he really likes stand-up um, Really likes stand-up I hope that works yeah. out for him Yeah, he's hope he's m- like a Greg Fleet <laughs> <laughs> Yeah Greg Fleet is here to stay Alright <laughs> Sugar Ray Leonard. No. This is the sort of boxing that I like. Yeah. Pretty cool. Filled with Doesn't white he say people, Sugar Matt? Ray? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to accuse Sugar Ray. <laughs> Isn't Sugar Ray that singer? No, Sugar Ray Leonard. Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray. Ray is a baby. Yeah. Sugar, Isn't that Come yeah, My Butterfly? Yeah, Sugar. Come is that sugar. Yeah, that's no. Sugar Ray. Oh, no. Muhammad Ali, Sugar Ray. I wish they'd played Butterfly. I love. I thought the, that was so funny. That was so good. It was so Wasn't it funny when he said that? Because Matt, Matt is a funny guy. Yeah, he's he is funny. funny. He is funny. He's Who do you quirky. think's the funniest out of the contestants at the moment? The contestants or the judges? The contestants. Um, they're all hilarious. Mm. Um, <laughs> bursting. Well, I mean, Andre's come into himself, so he's yeah. become funny. Remember when he he's put the becoming. rose in his mouth? Yeah, he, he put, put the, the roses in That was funny. That was second episode. Fucking funny. And in the second episode, he talked about how he liked gnocchi and he laughed. Yeah. And then they were like, he why are you laughing? Gnocchi. And he was like, because it's yeah. gnocchi. And they were like, this is what we need to see more of, Andre. Yeah, but even Gazza said it's to him, funny. it's like, we, even Gary said, like, you're becoming funny now and that's great. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, I think Andre, if he doesn't have a, a history as a, sh- uh, a history, if he doesn't have a future as a chef, maybe he should look into comedy with Greg Fleet. Well, all he needs to do Fleet. is get on the, uh, if it, get on the gala and he'll be a superstar. Oh, yeah. I've seen the comedy festival this year already. Yeah. Well, maybe mm-hmm. next year's, or maybe oh, if it takes him 10 yeah. years to develop the skills, the gala will still have the cultural impact that it has right now. <laughs> It will. It'll still be on Channel 10, of mm-hmm. course. That's mm-hmm. there to stay. Mm-hmm. And Greg Fleet will be on every year. Can I ask both of you this question? Because mm. I I saw Julie. Mm. Okay. And I've never, I don't think, I don't think she'll ever amount to anything. No. I don't think she's got what it no. takes in the industry. But here's something that I thought when I first saw Julie, and I have got photo evidence of, uh, for you guys, and I'm sure if you guys want to put this on your social media, um, yeah. you know, I know you guys have got MySpace, you've got Facebook coming in at mm-hmm. the moment. Um, Facebook's going to be quite big. Yep. When I first saw Julie, 
when I first saw beautiful Julie, I think she's a stunning woman. I didn't see Julie. I saw our current prime minister's wife, Therese Rain. And I've done a photo comparison. If you guys can see that, that is. So I ask you this. I ask you this. Is Julie Therese Rain? I love this conspiracy theory. Oh, wow. it's more about trying to get the vote, trying to see those two, you mm. know, who we love, who are running the yeah. country right now, mm. our first lady, you know, yeah. and our beautiful Kevin Rudd. We yeah. love Kevin. Is it going to come out that they're relatable people, that they're relatable people well, that handle strip show like this? Yeah, he so goes to strippers. That's the thing. He goes to strippers and he would yeah, never turn snap gay. on an airplane. So he he's never just... Turn gay. Uh, mm. He, you know, he's just a cool dude. He's just like, a cool dude. For, for the listeners, Sam just showed us a picture of Therese mm. Rudd. Beautiful Therese Rain. Yeah, oh, Therese Rain. Oh, she's kept her surname. Don't worry about that. She oh, kept her name. Cute. That's really cool. Wow, that's progressive yeah. and I'm okay with that. You're okay with that. I'm okay with that. Like, I wouldn't do it. I definitely would change my name because, like, I'm getting married too. and I'm the not man. crazy. Mm. I'm not crazy. But, like, if, <laughs> a, but if a woman wants to keep her name, like, that's okay. Like, that's okay. Anyway. It should be fine. Yeah, it should be. Anyway, it should be. Well, that's, Rain. I think, can I say, that's probably the most pressing issue around marriage that we need to address right now. Absolutely. Yes. The only issue I would say. That there I can is no think other of issue. Off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of any more. No, the only issue that I can think of right now is whether or not a woman should take the man's name. Mm. Whether that's okay. Yes, you know whether I mean? that's okay. It's fine. And I think that's I've come I've come to the conclusion that it's okay. Like I think eh. that, I think so. I think so. Mm. Like yeah. I mean I don't know enough women yet who have kept their names. Well what, what I would say I mean if they if they did keep their names, I'm not sure what repercussions that would have, but I mean right. from from assumption the fact that I'm just using my big 21-year-old brain mm. um I think it's okay. Well, and should I look at it more from the you know do a married couple still attend the giant earthworm festival in Currumbara in South Gippsland? <laughs> mm. Do they still do that or are they too busy now? Mm. You know, I look at it from, are you going to detach yourself mm. from your roots? Which I never would. You know, I'm still, I imagine, you know, 10 years from now, as crazy as that sounds, I'm still going to attend the giant earthworm festival. I'm still going yeah. to be a South Gippsland boy, yeah. you know? Mm, and absolutely. Yeah, and I, I hope that I'm the most famous psychologist that has ever come out of Phillip Island. That's yeah. what I hope. Well, the thing yeah. is you'll always go back as well in between psychology, like, you know, doing psychology appointments and psychology appointments. You'll always oh. make your way back. God, God, of course, mm. of course. Uh, um, so um, they had beef mints and so everyone, of course, had to cook with the mints. Mm. And um, Chris made big poos. Mm, he did. Out so of the he mince. made like a. Le- like I didn't a beef like after, and and he knew from the start mm. that it, we're seeing a lot of like. Um, I think this is the first time in these three episodes that we've seen Chris smile. Um, yeah, like I agree. But he also went full psycho at one point. What what point did he go? Full when psycho? they criticised his cough dust. Mm. Cofters are like long meatballs, by mm. the way. Long. I didn't know like what they're they just, were. Yeah, I know. Like, they're kind of like a giant earthworm is how I would describe it. Sure. Mm. Mm. I would say more Currumbura. so like a long meatball. And Chris's ah. were so long and thick that they looked like poopies. And he admitted it. Yeah. And he came up but and then when like, they tasted them, they said, these are a bit dry and also your presentations are great. We expect more of you. And then they did a flash of Chris's face and I saw my life. 
It looked like he was going. Your whole life. I saw my whole life. It was it was the eyes of a madman. It was absolutely petrifying, and I had to pause my my TV. Did you really? Mish Wichrup. Mm. Mish Wichrup. Mm. Yes. There, stunning as it sounds, there is a beautiful. A beautiful thing that I've realised about Chris that I that I think he will win this whole competition. I do. I'm know leaning that. towards that too. But yeah. go on. His fedora. Mm. Yeah. I love it. I think a pork pie hat is one of the fashion uh, fashion statements that will stick around mm. for yes. years to come. Is that his? Is that is that wardrobe's decision or he? Because that's such a staple. It's it, it's well, a fashion I think staple. The thing is, when I saw it, I was like. Um, that guy's wearing a hat. And then when I saw that he had a full head of hair, I was like, of course he has a full head of hair. Of because course. people wear hats sometimes in 2009 because yep. they look good, not mm. because of yeah. the fact they're balding. Yeah. Um, well, Zach, I mean, ask yourself this. There, there, there was a stunning moment, and I don't want to get too ahead of mm. myself, but there is a stunning moment in one of the episodes, I think it's episode three, mm. where we in fact have a long shot of Chris on the balcony and there is a shot foreshadowing that with a with a beautiful fedora sitting there mm. and we get to over over examine what that hat means to him mm. oh he loves his fedora the, the crazy thing oh. is sam was a fedora guy earlier in the season is this well. true yeah is this a fact mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when we started and the podcast sam was fedora guy and then he kind of just stopped wearing the fedora Okay, when, when did this happen? Really, when did this happen? Oh, about midway through, and maybe about because midway. it got to a point where there were two hat guys, and and of course, you know, yeah. And I saw Chris's really... eyes after he was criticised, and I would give him a hat too. I'd yeah, I think my... that was. I really? imagine yeah. they were like Chris. I'm sure that Chris. We want threatened... you to stop wearing the hat, and he was like, "Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that." And they're like, <laughs> "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> so no, Sam would have been like, "Hey, Chris, man, I reckon." <laughs> okay, hold on. Well, yeah, yeah, Chris, man, I reckon. Oh. Wearing a hat now, and I reckon you know. Oh, give it, give it this one. Give it this one. You've got the meat. <laughs> give me the hat. No, I'll be it's got to be Sam. Oh yeah, all right, Chris. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> There's so many staples, though. I mean, I think in a few years you'll go. You know, Chris, the fedora guy. You'll go. Those two can't exist mm. without each other. Yeah. You know, it's like Guy Sebastian with the hair. Mm. You know, like you know, with it is. Afro, there's so yeah. much with the afro. There is so much stuff that goes into that, mm. you know, and I don't know if I'm getting my years mixed up with, with Guy Sebastian. It doesn't and the matter. There's no consistency matter. in our timeline. Yeah. It's fine. It doesn't matter at all. We've Sam, got four people listening. <laughs> we are just we are just running for the finish line. We're so yeah. fucking over We're season so, one, MasterChef yeah. man. Yeah, that was really sweet, Sam. What you just did. But Thank we, you for trying to make. I tried to help. I tried to help. But it's <laughs> fucking. Really it's nice. whatever the but fuck Zach you, and I you are want it to be, man. You want it to be I'm 2003, so, let's make it 2003. You make it, fuck, because we all know it's fucking 2019. The world is on fucking fire outside. I'm not allowed to leave my fucking house. It's Meanwhile, I have to watch three hours of fucking MasterChef on 10 play. I had to get a 10 play account. Zach, what's even sadder imagine? about this is that we started the podcast in 2019 and it is now 2020. We need to just wrap whole it thing. up. <laughs> We can do this. Ah! Anyway, it's the, 2009. The, quicker this, the quicker this episode gets to end. Um, so Chris made big kofta poopies. Um, uh, Julie made a spaghetti meatball. 
Who um, is Therese Rain? Therese Rain. Therese Rain. That's going to come Sam, out. Why do you, Sam can I just ask why you think it's Therese Rain, Sam? Why do you think? Because she's I doing so poorly. I mean, she's not going to win. Why would no. Therese Rain okay. pretend to be a person named Julie and she, then lose MasterChef? Therese Rain, as we know, is an incredibly rich woman. Therese Rain is unattainable, mm. except, of course, to Kevin well. Rudd. Rich in spirit. And she's also she very has, wealthy. She's the yeah. wealthiest person that's been that close to the, the to Kirribilli. She's the wealthiest person that's ever lived in Kirribilli House. Of course. There is a wonderful film out. I don't know if it is 2019, but a wonderful film called The Master of Disguise with one of my favourite actors, Dana Carvey, who will oh, still yes, be no, that as was important. Out in around 2002. I'm okay, I'm going for the 2002, early 2000s era. Yeah. Here. If you just with aim all my for references, late 90s, early noughties, you're fine. A friend of right. mine, a friend of mine called Broden Kelly, who I study a, a drama with, his favorite fact in the world. In the world. Yes. You could call him up right now and go, What's your favorite fact? And he'll tell you. I don't have his number. I'm on Philip Island. I've got a Nokia 3315. <laughs> and, and calling was... someone named Broden Kelly wouldn't be a really big deal right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, he... Oh, Greg Fleetwood. Look at <laughs> up. Look at up. One day. Up. One day I'd Broden. I'd like to meet you, that cunt, one day. <laughs> one day Broden is going to be as. You hear me now? One day Broden no. is going to be as big as Greg no. Fleet. But oh, like get... a serious oh, actor version. Oh, come on. Is it going to be? Come yeah. on. Come on. Hear That's me big. now. I think Broden's. Oh wait, I know Broden Kelly. Yeah, you know Broden. I did. I did High School Musicals with Broden yeah. Kelly. He's a very good serious actor, and he will. He's going to be a great huge, serious yes, actor. Really massive, wow. but you know, actor. funny I don't as well. Want to bring it up. I don't want to bring it up. But recently, yeah. I have befriended Fiona O'Loughlin. Really? That's yeah. huge. And I have also befriended Akmal Sali, who I think will stand the test Get of time. The fuck yeah, no. that's big. And he's Greg been on Rove. Fleet. They've he's all been, been on Rove. They've all been on Rove. Greg and Fleet. Greg Fleet, I am now friends with as well. I've got his number. He's going to help me with stand up comedy. You should do projects with them. I'm thinking about it, but I think they're too unreliable. Really? I can't yeah, see. I think at the moment they're a bit unreliable and I might have trouble with them in the future. No, I think just j- moment, jump in. No, How will you? Okay. <laughs> no, that's true. I think just go for it. Pedal to the metal because I always have psychology to fall back on. If I stick with that, yeah, and it's not I like you're gonna do Sam. It's not like you're gonna do something real fucking weird like graphic design. It's not like I'm gonna end up doing that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I should always. Like, who be does fine graphic with design with having not studied graphic design even a little bit? It's who crazy. Gets a successful uh, job in yeah. graphic design. Yeah. Without yeah. having studied uh, graphic design. I know. I mean, you know, my girlfriend Amy, who I'll definitely be with in ten years, <laughs> is so supportive of me. To you know, Amy. Amy won't leave me for one of my closest friends. Amy, Amy and I are going to be together for the yeah. long haul. I imagine in 10 years I'm going to be married to her as yeah. a psychologist. Um, we're yeah. going to, you know, she wants to be a nurse. Um, I believe strongly that I'll still be with Amy. And at the moment, I think the point I was trying to make about Therese, just to go back to Therese. Yeah, we've got um, a few loops we've got to come back to. and yeah. <laughs> Therese, <laughs> a few Therese, threads. Therese Rain. Um, you know, rain, hail or shine, you know, as I know Kevin loves to say, <laughs> is, you know, one of my favourite jokes. Um, to raise, I think, just to go back to the Master in Disguise thing, mm. Master of Disguise, sorry, Zach, I, I believe 
And I'm sorry, you were going to say something about Broden, one of so his what favorite. So you're going to make your point. Have you ever? Seen, do you know the guy? He's got long hair. He's an up and coming comedian. He's got Weird long Al Yelkovich. hair. No, Yel- he, he does he's not up and coming. Improvisational, he's improvisational, um, sort of stand up. Greg Flay. No, he's, he's got long improv. black it's hair written. and he's British. Oh, oh he's and he British. Lives, and and he Ross no- in... Is it Ross Noble? Yeah, Ross. I love Ross Noble. Yeah. No Blay. I think it's No Blay. Oh, yeah, sorry. Ross Ro- No Blay. Ross And he lives in Australia at the moment. And, in um, Currumburra? Yeah, I think no. so. Is he South Gippsland based? No, he's... Uh, that would be Lake, good for South Gippsland. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah get out of that. I was about to say something really fucked. And I went, Thank you, Zach. For <laughs> out we go. <laughs> okay, um, let's go so, back. No, what? No, no, so Ross no Noble, fucking his stand-up is all about a bunch of loose threads and then he comes back and closes them off. So so you tangent, close Zach. off you close off your tangent about okay. uh, whatever the fuck you were talking about. Yeah. I'll close my tangent about whatever the fuck I was talking about. And, and I can Mish, actually fucking do this We'll podcast. try and get more than a quarter of the way through the first episode of the three we need to talk about. No, okay. So my my thing I want to talk about is I think Therese Rain is doing a master of disguise here. Mm-hmm. And at the end of this, playing Julie, you know, this Julie who loves home-cooked meals and her kids and her beautiful husband, and she talks about romance, and she she very much doubts that, that Chris and Sam and Andre have the same level of romance as her mm. because we know, we know she's married to Kevin Rudd. We mm. know this. This is in my brain. We know she's married to Kevin Rudd. She is going to come out, and look, I will put right now, I will put any amount of money that I will earn from being a successful psychologist and not struggling as a stand-up comedian for many years and then become a graphic designer, um, <laughs> you know, that's crazy to think about. Um, I think, you know, with, with my knowledge of this, Therese is going to come out in a few months and say, I had you all fooled. I'm relatable. I'm an everyday woman. Mm. I am not... I am not this rich billionaire mm. that you've all come to kind of not relate to. It's unattainable. No, well, yeah. well it's 2009 and we don't like we don't the, like this women. sort of woman. It's successful no, no, and no, independent. No, no, we don't like it. Why is I she married to Rudd? I love giant earthworms. What's Rudd doing with her? Yes. <laughs> So 2009, very clear, very clear, 2009. Thanks, yeah, good clar- let's just clarify <laughs> quickly. So that's my conspiracy. I don't know. I, I think... They That's look good. so similar. They look so similar. Well, I see it that in the photo. They actually it never. They both very clearly shop at Autograph. Of course. That's of course. something to note. They both very clearly shop at Autograph. They would love a Windsor Smith boot. Mm. Of course. I didn't even think of that, Mish. Of they course. They would love a Windsor Smith boot. And mm. they would buy all the presents for their friends, like baby showers or engagement parties from Country Road. Yes. Oh, 100%. And they, dress, love- and they dress their children in Esprit. <laughs> I I love going to I love going to the city oh, on a bus. You been and to I, Maya? I've been to Maya. <laughs> Daimaru is Daimaru a thing? No, Daimaru yeah. is well gone. And yeah. I love nothing more. I love going to JB Hi-Fi, oh. and I love getting a DVD, and I love taking yeah. it back to watch with my parents at yeah. home. But the oh, secret Mish, is, Sammy. Actually, Mish. no, seriously, the oh, secret yeah. is. Don't go to JB Hi-Fi to get your DVDs. Go to Sanity. They're oh, heaps, they're heaps yeah. cheaper. cheaper. I don't know cheaper. why, but they're heaps cheaper. They're it's cheaper. like it's like they just keep slashing the prices on their stuff and no one's going there. 
There's one on King Street. You guys in, are both uh, wrong. Melbourne Central. You're both wrong. JB Hi-Fi Sanity. JB Hi-Fi Sanity. You're both wrong. You got to hit Leading up edge. Uh, dirt cheap CDs in the uh, in <laughs> oh, on yeah. Elizabeth Street. I've heard of that. Yeah, of they've that. got yeah. one in the DFO and one in Elizabeth Street. What a great concept. That's yeah, here it's to such stay. A good concept. Wow. When I'm a famous psychologist, I dream of shopping. You just buy piles at, of CDs. Yeah. Oh, piles from Sanity or JB. Yeah. I won't care about the price. And you know what? When you're a really, really, really rich psychologist, you can just get your DVDs from David Jones. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. yeah Easy. It wouldn't even Jones. matter. You just wander into David Jones and you buy your cologne and your DVDs. Yep. Yep. And well, your, your china. Imagine being course. like a rich person that goes to David Jones. Yeah, who the fuck goes, I need to get... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A t-shirt. I got to go get it from David Jones. <laughs> DJs. Imagine. Yeah. David Jones is to Maya what... Um, Big W is to... No, Kmart is to Big W. Wow. Kmart yeah, that's a good w. one. I was, yeah. I was going to go like even bigger than that. Like, like, okay. Um, David Jones is to my. I was actually going to do a better job than you. What George Columbaris is to a tub of Greek yogurt. Oh, that was good. I like that. That is good. good. All right, can we please, for the love of God, I just want to say, can I just say, in one thaggy, in one thaggy, we have recently got two things: a desalination plant, and we've also got a big W mesh with Trump. Oh, very oh. cool. Which my dad will spend hours at. Did you That's go hours Did you at. go on opening day of the one I went on opening day. Because I went I, I went to opening day of the um of the big W in Morwell and it was mm. it was exciting, man. It was exciting. It doesn't get bigger than that. I genuinely yeah. I genuinely I reckon in 10 years' time, that'll still be a, a clear memory of one of the most exciting um, places. I've we all have amazing to. Big W stories. I bought my first G-string from Big W. Did you? I did. Oh, and I'm not oh a big God. G-string wearer, but when I was probably about 17, 18 mm. years old, Which is um, and like my friends had started now. to wear G... Which is two years ago. No, I'm, yeah, a few years ago. Yeah. And my friends started to wear G-bangers. I was like, well, I want to wear a G-banger. Keep in mind, anyone who knows what I look like, this exactly the same, except... Less gravity. Like, honestly, it was exactly the same. And so I was like, I want to get myself a G-string. And yeah. Big W was selling them for $3. Oh, wow. So I bought. Is that it? Yep. Well, it's less material. So I bought a royal blue lace G-string from Big W. Can I say, um, just based on like what I, my taste in women right now, circa mm. 2009. Is it, is it large, obnoxious women in blue G-strings? There is nothing hotter than, than a bit of G-string poking <laughs> out from a pair of low-riding jeans. Yeah, that's me. Nothing hotter. There nothing is hotter. nothing hotter than a than an indie girl yeah. with big, uh, f- not fluffy hair. It's sort of like a straight big hair. Yeah, with low riding jeans, a, a, a belt from fucking, and a white tank top. Yep. Oh, yeah, and, and high and, a, and high tops. 
Converse high tops. Love it. That's love pretty it. sexy. Love it. That so, is fucking sexy. So dog. hot. Yeah, that's really sexy. So the point I was going to make yeah. is Broda Kelly's favorite fact oh, in the go. world is Master of Disguise on their IMDb page. Um, I, I should look it up because I don't say it as well as he does, but on their IMDb page they say that when they were shooting the Mr. Turtle scene, you know the Mr. Turtle scene? Oh, my scene? God. That is such a fucking funny scene. That is almost <laughs> as good as Rove Live. Uh. <laughs> so oh, when geez. they were shooting the uh, the turtle scene, um, 9-11 happened. I'm a turtle. I'm yeah, a turtle. I'm a turtle. No, I'm a turtle. 9-11 <laughs> happened and they were shooting oh. in New York. So they observed a minute silence. So <laughs> Oh. Dressed as a turtle, observed a minute's silence for 9 11 <laughs> happening just one burrow away. That's, in, that's fucking incredible. Is that not that's, the most? That's a very good vivid, fact. It's my favorite fact. As soon a as he told silence. me that. And look, before we get back really quickly into. Mm. No, Mish, I think we here, should move on. No, I'm joking. Cunt. <laughs> Cunt. Um, uh, Talking about sexy, because I think it's mm. fair if the boys in the room are allowed to say what they find sexy in a woman, mm. the woman in the room is allowed to say what she finds sexy in a man. Just so course. long as you don't talk about farting or poos. Oh, no, no oh, I would gross. never. I would never. <laughs> um, no, I think a guy in an all-black suit, mm. black pants, black shirt, mm. black jacket, thin But I need tie. something that cuts through that black suit. The thin red tie. Oh, my God. Yeah, the thin red tie. That's And, like... Hair that's like you don't want it. Hair. Too, you want it to have hair. Hair's nice, okay. but you don't want it to be too spiky with like gel. You want it to be moose spiked because mm-hmm. okay. gel feels hard on your hands when you run it through their delicious hair. Mm. It feels really hard, but if it's yeah. moose, it's fine. I also okay. love on guys. I love that sort of like, 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 like they got their hair cut six months, maybe twelve months ago, and then it's grown out to the point. That it's at now, which is not Chris long. Chris Klein hair from American Pie. Chris Klein, the Strokes God. all have that hair. Love that. Just like f- get that fringe a little bit. Not an emo. We hate emos. Yeah. Hate emo. Hate yeah. emos. But hate but emo. the kind of like a more foofy, less Foof. giving a shit version of that fringe. Just a bit of a side swept fringe. Yep. Love that. You said foof twice in this podcast so far, Zach. I have a big, uh, big <laughs> vocabulary. All the people that work <laughs> at all the people that work at Red Rooster have that hair. Ah, uh, yes, and yeah. Red, yeah, all the people that work. I just love Red Rooster. I love Red Rooster. Love it. Love the chippies. Yeah, they're the best chippies. All right. Best anyway, chippies. fuck in. Fuck me up. I'm gonna keep going with this. We just gotta so, cut, get through this. Yeah, just just smash it out. Chris made poos. Andre made a cannelloni, Sam made raw koftas, and Julie slash Therese made meatball and spaghetti. Mm -hmm. Now, Andre won and he was thrilled, but Mm. no one seemed to address the fact that he won because everyone else failed. Mm. It had nothing to do with the fact that his meal was great. He just was the only one who wasn't completely shit. So he won. So what they did, yeah, Sam's was was raw, raw. Julie's was dry, Chris's looked like a poopy. And Andre's look like shit as well, but, like, it was edible. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so they then take Andre into the pantry to pick the mystery ingredient for the invention test. And I then love they, this. 
This was great. It was themed. And the theme was, that we've touched on it previously, was romance. Oh, my God. Now, that's all really well and good, but let's be fucking honest. As the episode progressed, the theme was just sex. They weren't talking about romance. It was just like they were literally, you might as well just say, what do you feed your partner so that they'll fuck you after? Mm, They literally asked everybody that. Andre said something mental. Andre doesn't know what sex is. Andre said said, so they went through, they went through and like, what do you feed? What's, what's, what was your most romantic meal? You know, Mm. and um, I think Chris, Chris went. He backs out. Yeah, because Chris goes, he said something like, um, I don't really think about romantic meals. I just uh, cook meat and then if they like the meat, I'll uh, marry them. And then uh, Julie. <laughs> Not with a fedora like that, with a hat Julie like that. You don't need to worry. What did Julie, Julie say? Ju- Therese. Julie, Julie slash Therese, Therese wept for her husband. Therese. was just like, I went to Thailand on my honeymoon with my yeah. husband. And to me, Thailand seems so romantic. And yeah. I always know when I cook him this meal, he'll love me just as much as he loved me the day before. It was all very cute. And then she wept. Gorgeous. And what did Gorgeous. Sam say? Sam Sam felt so uncomfortable about talking about his feelings. Yeah, he was like, well, he's just been married. Which, he's just got married. Yeah. yeah, I know. But, like, you you guys will understand this as men in 2009. It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not easy for you guys to talk about how you feel. No. And I don't even tell Amy. It will be in I 10 years' tell time, her. though. Yeah. It'll be Fine. We'll be fine. That won't be a problem at all. <laughs> We're going to be yeah. absolutely. No, it fine. should be fine. Yeah, the fact yeah. that you don't tell that to Amy is not going to be a problem at all. No, Amy, and I <laughs> should be fine. Amy, you and Amy are good. I, I say that all Amy, the time. I Amy, Amy McCaig and I are fine. She's great. Yeah. Philip Island girl through and yeah, through. That's cute. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, Sam. Shout out to Amy. Shout out to. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I, just, I promised her I'd say that. Oh, I love Shout out to Amy. Yeah. That's really Shout that's out really to Amy. Romantic. Say hi to your mum for me. That's a funny reference from Rove Live. Yeah, that was very cute. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, uh, Sam. So Sam, yeah, Sam was, was asked very about funny. was asked about his romantic meal. He goes, "Oh yeah, no, I don't. Know. I've just been married, but oh yeah, no, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. You could just tell that, like." You could just tell that thinking about sex makes Sam come. And then Andre, Andre, um, I, I've got it here that Andre said, he, he just looked at the camera and he said, um, my most romantic meal, uh, well, that's between me and my date. So Andre is a virgin. Um, yeah. He also said, he also said, I wait until date three or four and then I cook for the girl and then it's game over. And then he laughed, but it was the laugh of a man who... Who was scared he was going to be asked more questions? Like, the laugh of a man like, who'd never then, made it to a third yeah, day. And then it's game over. <laughs> I was worried that game over meant that they dump him. No, he was suggesting that they what... fuck him after, but right. that's that's never happened for Andre. Bless his little Andre. soul. Poor Andre, God love him. Yeah. He loves love gnocchi, him. though. We he loves later. gnocchi. Yeah, he loves a gnocchi. Andre and so gnocchi. they had to cook. They had to cook with oysters, strawberries, and Balmain bugs. Mm-hmm. Balmain bugs are like tiny. aphrodisiac. Yeah, so all of these foods make you horny. Mm, apparently, yeah. um, Balmain bugs are like little tiny lobsters. I think. Yeah, right? I think that's what they were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, and I just want to say that Andre at this point said, um, and I quote. You know, it's, it's good that I won the last round and I really want to win this round because it's a good time to start succeeding. Um, yeah. Yes, Andre, it is a good time to start succeeding. Yeah. The, the nature ball. of a competitive yeah. game yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> um, he also put paper into an oven and then it set fire and he goes, I don't know why this is happening to me. Like, I was so scared at that point. I you, was Yeah, that was scared. petrifying. But it was okay <laughs> because he blew on it. He blew out the yeah. fire with all his breath. 
And yeah. um, watching that right now in 2009, I didn't go, oh, no, don't serve that to people. Don't breathe on food <laughs> and then serve it to people. Oh, no. no you're not a metre and He's a half from that oyster. <laughs> These were none of those thoughts ran through. It would be weird head. if you had those thoughts, really. What a strange world weird. we'd live in. What a strange world we'd live in if you were worried if someone was blowing on an open flame. 1.5, 1. 1. 1.5 yeah. metres away. 1. For 5. some reason I feel like one day I'll have nightmares about that number, 1.5. I'll wake up just screaming, 1.5. Um, okay, so then when it comes to the tasting, Sam leaves Balmain bug shell in his salad like a fuckhead. No. He also serves his dessert with something called a milfoy, Um, and it was literally frozen puff pastry sheets, mm. cream, and strawberries, mm. and he served mm. that up as a dessert. And I'm so glad that they just went, that's some fuck shit. Today. It looks stupid. It looks stupid. Yeah, it was a stupid dessert. It was a stupid did dessert. He not I make hated his it. Own puff pastry, did I? Miss no, that? no, he used the Pampers. Um, he used, oh. to, be, to be very clear, he used Sara Lee uh, bloody strawberries. Jesus. Yeah. That's and not right. That's not right. Pastry. Yeah. Um, Chris that's was very start Chris went of in, the season stuff, Sam. Mm. Chris mm. went in really confidently. I don't even remember what he cooked, but he was confident. He's always confident. Well, he's going to win. He's going to win. Yeah, he knows it too. Um, and then after they've all tasted all the fucking foods again, Andre breaks the mystery box curse because not only did he win the mystery box, but he also wins the invention test, which never happens. You never mm. win both, but he won both. Um, because his Balmain bugs were tender mm. and whatever it was that he made for a dessert was really good. I don't even remember what it was. Well, and, and Sarah, obviously, you know, like I'm drawn to Sarah in everything that we she does. Sarah. Oh, God. Like, do you know what? I, I think I would say we love Sarah in the same way. We love Sarah as viewers in the same way as we love Ryder as voters. And and oh, they're here to God. stay. Zach, you've 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 done it again. That yeah, that's exactly good. what I was thinking. That was yeah. Very yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So that was the first episode. That was mystery box. I loved it. I loved it. And I loved just like that, Sam is hooked. So this oh. is literally Sammy the. Sammy P f- is hooked oh. on MasterChef. Oh. Sam, this loved is it. Literally the first time you've ever watched MasterChef, like quite oh truthfully, yes. Tr- quite truthfully, and I loved it. I can't wait. Till I catch up on all the seasons. Oh, I'm so man. glad. And, and I'll see Sarah all the time. All the time. You can just come back next year and she'll be there. And George Calambaras has the kindest eyes. Doesn't I've he? Ever doesn't he? George. You want to hug him? Yeah. So you know he's a socialist, don't you? Is he? Yeah, yeah. he's a socialist. Yeah, yeah. he's a oh, socialist. Is that like a therapist? Because that's what I'm going to be. Oh, you're going to be a therapist. If not a therapist... A stand-up comedian. Oh, I don't think so. I'm no Greg Fleet or Fiona Laughlin. <laughs> <laughs> One day. Um, One day. So then we come on to episode two. And this is where all they're all back in it again. And what they've requested is for each contestant of the top four to make their signature dishes. Can I, I say one this. thing before yeah, we get to that? Before we get to the signature dishes, mm-hmm. um, they sh- did a bit of a montage of them waking up in the house. They're doing a lot less of that, a lot less in the house yeah, now. Yeah, I noticed that. They clearly that. just sort of moved on. Um, this was the first time that I saw it, Zach, and this was where the long shot of the fedora came in. So mm-hmm. at the start of the season, Sam, they would like spend some time in the – they would be- show them having some toast and going, oh, you Did they make the, the toast challenge? themselves? Uh, yeah, they would put it in the toaster themselves or they'd be having cereal and, and Chris would talk to Justine and be like, so Justine, are you worried about the challenge today? And she well, Chris go, and Justine together. 
No. No, no Chris is a lone wolf. He, he, um, yeah. besides, there's I don't Chris... think there's any age appropriate women in the house for him anyway. So I don't think it would work for him. Yeah, it's not going to be a thing. Um, which is a shame because uh, he, I think he was ready for love, but just no one oh. there in their 40s. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, so they then had a shot of them piling into a car and I just noticed, I don't know why I noticed, Sam had his newspaper with him to read for the car ride. <laughs> I just thought that was great. Didn't even notice Very that. good wow. though. Because, because that's what we love to do. We love to grab our newspaper for the ride. Um, I always do. I won't go. I'll, I'll grab a copy of the Sentinel Times from Curran Borough. Yeah, I love and a I will read that. Love a print newspaper just to read in transit. I mean, like, yeah, maybe you could play Snake to kill the time, but otherwise bringing that newspaper with you is is great and worth noting. Anyway, move Mm. on. Worthwhile. So they go into the warehouse and they're told that they need to create their signature dishes for their food dream. So if they have a cafe or a restaurant, what would you serve up? Now, Julie mentions that she's having dark dreams that don't allow her to get much sleep, which was a really grim moment. Um, and then well, she's George, worried about Kev, isn't she? She hasn't she spoken to Kev. She hasn't spoken to him for a while. Mm. George is also proper pissy with Sam for not knowing his food dream. Mm, so yeah. Andre's like, I want to go to Italy and I want to study under some of the best Italian chefs in the world and then I want to come back and start a restaurant. And Chris is like, I want to start a meat and beer cafe or something. Meat and beer. Something yeah. super yeah. alpha. <laughs> like petrifying. And so he wants a big old meat sausage <laughs> fucking whiskey Cafe fucking thing for the boys. Oh, for the boys. Um, For the the boys. boys. And and Julie Julie wants to start a home, like you know, a real homely feel restaurant with her home. It's relaxed. It's relaxed. relaxed, Super relaxed. No pressure. Kind of like Parliament. Um, Oh, I would say that. I would Mm. say that. Yeah, Yeah, I would say that. Um, So what's really interesting about this particular challenge is um, there's no losers. You there's just a winner. And the winner, the win, it's a cool prize. The winner gets to have a lunch with three people they don't know. Mm. So they want to win because they get to have a lunch with three people they don't know. The three people are well-known chefs. World-renowned. And World-renowned. what an exciting I've opportunity. I've never heard of them before. No, that's true. But don't need to. But was I Donna Hay there? I don't think so. That's no. it. Was was Huey there? No. Oh, God, he's good. Curtis I... Stone? Curtis Stone's too busy Who's being Curtis a... Curtis Stone? Curtis Stone came in and he was Cole's a... guy. Cole, what? No, what? no, Cole's no. Yeah. What? Curtis no. Stone. No, no, Curtis yeah. Stone. Curtis Stone was on the show oh, yeah. on MasterChef a couple of months ago. He would never promote oh, something like Cole's was, because he was he's surfing a real the menu, yeah. Yeah, he's from Surfing the Menu. He was in a few months ago and he would never work for Cole's Sam because he was saying how important it is to only shop local and how important farmers markets are. Sorry, guys. I didn't know he where I was for a moment. That's okay. Calls, you know, while okay. I, I want to say that... just one of our biggest well, tags. What, what, <laughs> a, what a flaw. Um, there was um, three years ago I met uh, Huey at uh, the Queen Victoria Market. Fucking fantastic. That's fucking cool. And I was just just 15 years old. I met, I met Huey and I gave him a yowie. Did you? Oh, wow. And he ate it without taking the toy out from the middle. Wow. Crazy. And he was doing Bilo ads. And Bilo will really stand the test of time. Bilo is what Huey is all about. With his star power, he can bring that to a whole new level. Yeah, That's absolutely. what I strongly believe. Yeah. And he will end up owning 
Oh no, he, he. I think at the moment he started a bar called Barney's mm. in Saint in Saint Kilda. Kilda. Yeah, he oh, also wow. he also um, maybe owned. Yeah, he's great. He he's great. We good love guy. Very good really good, good man. Good, good man. man. Good man. Really good, good man. business operator. Good to his staff. Yeah. yeah. Um, Of course, I love Jeff Jans as well. I just wanted to throw that in there. Of course. Yeah, that goes without saying. Any of the chefs that are on Ready, Steady, Cook, I'm a fan. Oh, I love Ready, Steady, Cook. Um, Okay, so we're just going to speed through this really quickly because I'm so fucking over this show. Um, uh, The big thing. So this is the big thing of this episode was that Chris, the meat guy, who loves his meat, Mm. who is constantly talking about how much he loves his head, his nose-to-tail approach, to me, he's gonna serve up a pig's head, right? A full pig's head. And can a I full just say, pig's head. lucky they had a full half a pig's head in the pantry. Why was that there? Yeah. Is that always there? Is that always an option? Yeah, well, no. I've, I've never, never seen, seen a pig's before. head. And I'm to be completely lucky. honest, yeah, I think I would have noticed. If there was a pig's head there previously, but he they picks didn't it up seem with a... that surprised by the challenge, and there was a pig's head in the pantry. Mm, crazy that everyone was losing their mind over it. Mm. But so he picks up the pig's head with pride, and he takes it over to his station and just starts shaving it with a Gillette, <laughs> which awful. was the most mental thing <laughs> I've ever seen. It I will never so, forget that. It looked so. Like it looked so alive. Yeah, it, it was like, like a... just. A, it was seriously like. Someone had just chopped off a pig's head and given it to Chris. So he started shaving it mm. and then he just put it in some fucking Campbell's chicken stock. It was weird. He put it in some Campbell's chicken stock with a bay leaf and an onion mm. and then just put it in the oven and went, this is going to be delicious. It looked fucked. Can I don't I, even remember what anyone else well, cooked. Well, can I actually say that was a good little thing, but I actually want to say that um, we talk a lot about like what what are we going to remember in ten years? Like we talk a lot about because this show is one that is iconic and is going to mm. stand the test of time. And um, what are we going to remember? And I have to say, from this episode, um, as everyone made their different dishes, I think we're all going to remember Andre's milk gnocchi. I think that's yeah. going to be the thing in the basket. Yeah. yeah, a little. He made a That's cheese true. basket and he put milk gnocchi in it. And then I he, love Chinese Australian uh, bird's nest. Yes, you've ever had one of those? It yeah. was. It reminded me of that beautiful dish. Oh, yeah. absolutely! Yeah, I thought it was so cool, and I think. That's he made the dish it for those of that you people are going to remember 20 years, 10 years from now. For those of, of you who, who are listening who didn't catch the episode and have no intention whatsoever of ever watching it, mm. um, he made little tiny baskets for his gnocchi out of parmesan by melting the parmesan and then putting it over a mould so it created a bowl shape. And Matt Preston described it as kitschy bullshit or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think he said Matt at Preston one point, hated it. one point mm. he said... Um, he said, uh, oh, when did you find the time to travel back into t- the 80s to get this this mm. idea? And I thought, um, well, fuck, Matt, I'd hate for you, I'd hate for anyone to ever go back in time and watch your stuff from 10 years ago. You bully. Yeah. yeah. Big bully, bully, Matt. Big bully. Because I think the milk nice. gnocchi is going to be the thing we remember. I think mm. if, if we would ever watch this in 10 years' time, I think mm. Mish will send me a text message going, oh, my God, it's the milk gnocchi episode. Mm. That will be what – look, to be completely honest with you, Zach, 
All jokes aside, you might remember the milk gnocchi. I will definitely remember the shaving of the pig's head. (laughs) There's no doubt in my mind that I will ever forget the image of a sweaty old man leaning over a pig's head. Its eye was still open. Leaning over a pig's head and shaving it with a Gillette razor. It wasn't like some sort of special kitchen tool. It was literally a two-blade, $3.50 razor from Lucky they had a Gillette in the pantry. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, that I, was I a bit weird. Say, eh? I have to say though, yeah, no, that, that was a joke. The pig's head is the more iconic thing out of the episode. <laughs> pig's head is up there with the croc. Although, and bush. although, but thank you I for say, pointing that out. No problems. <laughs> um, also, I just, I just was, was fucked. But um, no, also, that's funny. I remember equally it. as fucked almost is that Sam presented his um, uh, iconic dish, the dish that best re- represents him, was a summer pudding that he made out of Wonder Bread and frozen Sara Lee berries. I also loved that I loved, yeah, like I loved that like as repulsed as you were by a man shaving a dead pig's head, um, that Gary was as repulsed by a, the mixing of seasons in Sam's salad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've got yeah. asparagus with pumpkin, you damned fool. Yeah, they were, they didn't like, as soon as Sam said he didn't really have a culinary dream. They were done. They were crazy. They were yeah, fucking They hated him. Anyway. Yeah. Chris serves up the pig's head. It cracks real hard when they cut into it and they loved that. They were like, oh, "Oh, the skin of this face is real crispy. It did look delicious. (laughs) Probably because he shaved it real good. I'm sorry, Mish. I I forgot about the shaving of the dead pig when I saw that delicious crispy skin. (laughs) It was fucked. And then, um, yeah, and then Chris won, which is really nice. And then they did a shot of him having what was the most awkward lunch ever. It was awful. It was was so funny. It was just like... So, um, you also like cooking with meat? It was like, yep. Yeah, me too. <laughs> the cupcakes were interesting. Yeah. That you uh, you, put, you put beer point. in your cupcake once, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, no, I did. Do you put beer in everything? Only when appropriate. Yeah, I love beer. <laughs> That's my thing, beer and meat. And then he um, walks away and he's just like, I'm really glad I got the opportunity to talk about food with people who live food. <laughs> and then that was it. It was like that. What a shit prize. You shaved a pig's face for that lunch. A dead pig's. But he's going to win. He's going to win. Don't worry. Yeah, no, he's going to win. Well, who's the competition sorry. now? you got Sam. Well, wait, wait. We've got, you've got Sam, Julie and Andre. But let's just quickly do the third episode. Oh, well, can Thrace. I say one Thrace. quote from this episode that you liked? Because, I mean, obviously, like Andre went against one of the best chefs in the world. He lost. So that's that episode though. <laughs> no, we'll talk about it. <laughs> Andre, Andre, who struggles with Stubans. timing, uh, with cook, getting things cooked in time, went against one of the greatest chefs in the world. Who's going to win? Um, but, but no, I did want to say there was one quote um, I loved where because where, they, all, they all did, they had two and a half hours each with this episode. This was an iconic episode. I feel it now. I think we're going to remember the pig's head. We're going to remember the gnocchi. Um, this, was, this was really iconic. Um, they had two and a half hours to cook. It was their vision. And Sam was like, I think, uh, dare I say, I think the judges are about to eat the best meals they've had in this competition. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you fucking little Weasley cunt. The best meals they've had in this competition still isn't as good as what these professional chefs cook for themselves every night. 
You fucking! <laughs> I think they're about to have the best food they've had this entire and he puts competition. Some fucking white bread pudding. <laughs> it's like, yes, this is the best food of the competition. This but they are professional a, chefs and a professional fucking. Sam judge. burns me. Sam burns me like nothing's ever burnt me before. <laughs> I feel a white. a white. No, I, I called him a Weasley a, cunt. I regret that now. That was a bit mean. I, ge- I genuinely feel a cold rage. When <laughs> oh I, my god! Like, yeah. Oh, Mish hates him. You yeah. hate Sam. Poor yeah. Sam. Poor Sam. He's bullied anyway, by the judges. So, Andre, Andre, because he won the fucking invention test two episodes ago. Of course, he gets to cook up against Emmanuel Stubant. Mm. Um, His hair. Oh, oh my man. god. Yeah. Wow. What Ble- bleached, gelled <laughs> hair. <laughs> he looks good. He it looks was good. Fucking sexy. It's pretty cool. it's pretty cool. But real sexy. Like real, oh, proper real sexy. sexy. You guys can have your girls with their G bangers out. I'll take yeah. Emmanuel Stubant with his Any bleached day. gel oh. blocks. Fuck me. He made scampi with potatoes and a bisque. Can we just very, very quickly touch on the fact that why in the last three episodes was bisque such a thing? They're big on what bisque. The f- massive on bisques. Mm. They were loving bisques. a yeah. They were loving a bisque. Loving Just, a bisque. They're loving a God. bisque. Loving a bisque. Loving yeah. a bisque. <laughs> that should loving be the tagline for the show. Master loving shit. a bisque. Loving <laughs> a fucking bisque. <laughs> Love a fucking bisque. I'm fucking, fucking done with this love, show. I fucking love a bisque. Mastership. Um, love uh, a bisque. And literally in my notes, the last thing I wrote was... Andre cooks against Emmanuel Stubant. Why are they fucking obsessed with bisque? So I don't remember anything else that happened. <laughs> so let's He's just call it there. Lost. Andre didn't fucking win. The, our um, good friend, our good friend Andre, got helped a lot in yes. this challenge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He got given and Emmanuel, Emmanuel gave him some of the leftover potato juice. He he was like he was helping him a lot more than I think is allowed. And Sarah, because. Because Andre burnt himself so badly, Sarah was very fair giving him an extra 30 seconds. I thought Absolutely. that. And I think I, that, that's what warmed me to Sarah and what is going to warm me to Sarah in many years to come. Oh, yeah. yeah she's, I can't imagine to see. Because she doesn't really do a lot, but I think she's going to come in hard with negotiations for season two and go, look, I think maybe I should make some calls on the timing of things. Do you think maybe? she's going to go too hard, Zach? Yeah, I do. I worry she's going to go in a little hard with the producers and maybe not. <laughs> because if she does that, um, like yeah. obviously they wouldn't fire her from the show or she no, would God walk. No. Um, I don't think she would walk from the show. It's Probably wouldn't be great for her reputation though. Yeah, you wouldn't walk from the show from yeah. a show this successful. That would be silly. Oh, my God. Um, and- but, you know, I think there's a few things that she might want to quit one day, but definitely not MasterChef. Yeah, that's true. You wouldn't give up something that sweet. <laughs> Uh, that was good. That was good. That, that was good. I did one. I did a joke. Um, um, so <laughs> I just want to say one thing, though, that the judges sort of tried Emmanuel Kant's food first, whatever the fuck his name plate is. One, plate one, Zach. Plate one. Um, and they didn't know. They don't know. They don't know whose is whose. And they tried Why would his, they? Why would they? That's exactly it. And they tried his food and they were like, um, not enough sauce. It's good. It's good. But they didn't quite know. They were like, is this his or is this, you know, has Andre really excelled? And then um, and then they, they scored it 
And then Emmanuel, for context, George and Matt have both traveled to Singapore for the sole purpose of eating at his restaurant. So they clearly admire this guy. Um, so they gave the scores and then Andres came out and then it was very evident straight away looking at Andres that that was Andres. So then then when they read out the scores, they'd given Emmanuel like an eight, an eight and a nine. And it was very funny to see them trying to dig back on the fact that they hadn't given him a perfect score. There was a lot of like, we gave you an eight because there wasn't quite enough of your perfect sauce. It's just a lot of like, oh, fuck, we gave this guy who's like better than us a bad score. How are we going to dig out of this? It's like, your sauce was perfect. I've traveled the world to eat your sauce and you didn't do enough. And that's why I docked you two points. You're the best chef ever. (laughs) (laughs) I love the, I love the shit in the, the, that George pulled out going, yeah, I, I feel like they realised it was Andre's when the shit was in it still. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They found shit in the scampi. Did they find shit in the scampi? Mm, yeah, they found shit that. in Andre's scampi. He didn't clean out his scampi. The, <laughs> shit the in track, the scampi. So there was scampi poop. It was like, here, we've got shit in scampi. We've got shit in scampi. It's mental. <laughs> and and <laughs> we've given this guy eight out of t- the other guy eight out of ten. Oh my god! The world-renowned chef. I also yeah, loved fun. when um, Gary gave. So Gary gave him a nine. He gave Andre a, no. He gave Emmanuel a nine, and then Andre an eight or a seven. Mm. He gave him an eight. Eight. And then and then he was like, oh wow, and he's like, oh you seem surprised. And 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 Andre was like, yeah, I mean to get an eight compared to his nine, like that's really special. And then <laughs> <laughs> Gary was like, I gave you points for effort, man. All right. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was very good. And he was just like, the points weren't because it was good. It was because it was You're not one point off the best chef in the world, man. Just chill the fuck out here. (laughs) So We're trying to create a little bit of tension for the fucking show, man. Oh, fuck. All right. So that's it. That's it. That's done. (laughs) Thank fuck. Another one's over. We're so much Um, closer to fucking finishing this fucking kind of a show. My God. Um, Sammy, thank you so, so much for joining us in 2009 to do this podcast. Oh, my God. You know know how much I love to raise rain, so I'll be here anytime. And the thing is, Sammy, like at the moment you might just be a lowly high school boy, Mm. you know, studying his earthworms and wanting to be Mm. a therapist. Of course. But let's just say hypothetically in, say, 10 or 11 years, Mm. like imagine that Mm. like your comedy and producing career just takes off. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, What kind of things would you be promoting? (laughs) Um, if Just that happens, yeah. I would I would love to be promoting a documentary, if you yeah. will, yeah. Um, on comedian uh, Fiona O'Loughlin, who I imagine will be at the top of her game at that time as well, uh, yeah. 10 years down the track. Fiona O'Loughlin, um, and I believe, like, if I had my, if you were saying to me, what is your prime time for that to air? If you mm-hmm. were to say that, I would say... May 4th, because I love Star Wars. So I would say May 4th, 9.30 p.m. on on SBS Viceland, oh, which, cool. which you know, I am inventing right now, I Yeah, suppose. it doesn't exist. Yeah, would be, it doesn't exist yet. Yeah. That. Would be my pri- – that would be my idea. That would be a dream for me, okay, 9.30 so p.m. What you've done there, Sammy, is make something very clear to me. But for the people out there who th- – who do think that our comedy is a bit niche and that this podcast is a bit weird. What Sammy's trying to say is that he has made a documentary <laughs> about Fiona O'Loughlin and it's going on 
SBS Viceland on May 4th at 9.30? p.m. 9.30 p.m. Um, in 2020. In 2020. In 2020. Which is and not the year, but it could be if you're listening to this radio podcast yeah. yes. many years down the track. So yeah. if you're and listening I would say, to it, if I would you're say listening to this podcast on Monday, May 4th, 2019. 20. Check it out tonight. 2020, Zach. 20. Oh, shit. You keep saying 19, but it's <laughs> definitely said it multiple And times. I would say that, Sam, I've just met you because it would be weird if I knew you otherwise because you're a of high course. school boy from Phillip Island. Of course. But if I did know you really, really, really well in 2020, I would be able to take a stab in the dark and say that this documentary will be fucking amazing because everything you do is really great. Wow. Thank you. I imagine that that's a big thing to say for someone that hasn't met someone before. Yeah, or seen anything that you've ever done or created. <laughs> but like hard. hypothetically, let's say in 2020, yeah. I've worked with you a couple of times and I've let's seen some that. of the work let's that you've done. That. Let's say Maybe that. you'd be like one of my favourite people and that you're very funny and very talented. Um, so like well, hypothetically. Let's say, that. Let's say yeah, hypothetically. Because if I was saying that about a guy in high school, that would be very weird. <laughs> hypothetically speaking. And hypothetically speaking, if... Um, Ever I wanted to watch something that was on television online, mm. could I do that if I missed the um, date? Is there like an SBS? Well, de- on demand. There's okay. an SBS on demand. Could be in the future. It's something I'm pitching to them at the moment. Mm. SBS. So, you know, in, in future years you could say, maybe I invented SBS on demand. Yeah. Mm. I'm not going to say that I didn't, and if, SBS on demand. Do you think this documentary would be on SBS on demand after its television debut? I in haven't this. asked, but in this, in this, yes, uh, I imagine it would be on within hours, within <laughs> depending hours. on SBS's <laughs> upload speed. I would imagine that it would be on within hours. And look, Sammy, this hypothetical documentary, yes. let's just say that people watch it and they love it, which of course they will, and they want even more Sammy P content. Do you think it's possible that this podcast may have inspired you to create a, a different podcast, I one arguably say. much more successful that's I very, very say. funny that features not only Zach and I but also a lot of our very funny friends. I Okay, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a stab in the dark and say maybe. Wow. And maybe, <laughs> maybe Fiona O'Laughlin will be on. Maybe Greg Fleet will be on. I don't know if I can say homosexual performer Scott Brennan will be on. Wow. But I can say that if I were to come up with a concept, it would be all about the world of confessions because I'm a Catholic boy. Yeah. But maybe if there was a way for those confessions to be online on the internet, yeah. I would say it would be called something funny like Confessions of the Idiots. Love that. Just oh, as Confessions an of the Idiots every week on a Sunday? Every week on a Sunday. Yeah, I think that would be really cool, Sam. And if there was some sort of horrible virus going around, Maybe I'd be uploading a few more episodes yeah. with one-on-ones with friends like Zachary Rowane and Mish Wittrup mm. and Stephen Curry. Huge. Because I only know that guy from fucking The Castle. Very successful movie. Sam, that's huge, that's man. That's huge. <laughs> Lit emoji, if that was ever a thing. Maybe it will be in the future. Maybe it will. That is lit emoji. Huge. Huge. Wow. Wow. here first, guys. Maybe... <sighs> Peter Hitchener will be on. I love maybe, Peter Hitchener. Maybe Jurassic Park, Sam Neill. Maybe there will be so many people that will come to the party, but mm. I'm only speculating at the moment. But your so. favourites would probably be Zach and Mish. Mish From, Wittrup, yeah. Zachary Rowane and Mark Banana. Yeah, cool. 
That's pretty cool, Sam. Thank you so much for doing this podcast. And um, we forced you to watch three hours of MasterChef. We really appreciate it. I we, loved every moment of it. We Thank do you appreciate it, Sam. And, and, and we, we always love to wrap up the podcast with one question. Besides mm. Julie, we know she's going home. So Therese Rain. Back to, to get back to Ruddy. Who is going to win, do we think, out of Andre, mm. Chris and Sam? Or who's going to be the final two out of them? Because that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> Okay, I think Andre. <laughs> yep. Yep. Definitely. Because he's funny. Because he's funny. He's funny. That rose in the teeth, really. It's uh, my, my side split with that. Um, but I would say that, that Chris is going to bring it home because okay. I think mm. he's funny. I think he's got to staple the hat. I think the beer thing is really mm. going to work out. Years before craft beer is a yeah. really he, big thing. He turned a really, really rubbery gelatinous pig face into a crunchy feast. Crunchy feast. <laughs> he shaved that pig face with a plum. I adore, I adore Chris and I cannot wait to see what he does next because I I'm, think it's going to be huge. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And I, I think you're right. I, I'm, I'm seeing that as well. I don't know about you, Mish, mm-hmm. but I think I'm seeing a final to uh, battle royale between Chris and Andre. I think we've, we've all come to that conclusion. It's Chris and Andre for the win. Um, um, it's going to be a bit boring sitting through the next few weeks, uh, I have to admit, knowing that that final two is going to be Chris and Andre, maybe Sam. Oh. Yeah. He needs to get back to his wife, to be honest, because he should be on his honeymoon right now. <laughs> yeah, because it's mental that he's not. Anyway, thank you so much, Sammy. And thank you to everyone for listening and for asking us all the questions and encouraging us to keep going with this podcast, even though we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Thank you. Um, thank you. <laughs> no worries. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.